Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode two of the Modern Lending Podcast, season five. That's a lot of stuff. I'm very intentional in season five of the podcast of what we want to do here. I want to bring on loan officers that are doing incredible things to inspire other loan officers on how to pivot and move and solve the problems we're facing in this dynamically changing market. This is going to be a reinvention year. Last year, was a death year. We died to ourselves. This year is a rebirth and a reinvention year. And there's nobody else better, in my opinion, prepared to have this conversation than Braden Hatch, the Hatchman. Hang tight. Let's kick this thing off. All right, brother. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. I, I, I for those of you looking at how cool Braden's background is, I was, I was tricked. You, you bamboozled me because it is virtual background. This is virtual, but it's real, just not <laughs> real here. And now. That's right. It's a virtual background of your real bar and your in your downstairs. <laughs> it's just, it's right. amazing, bro. Thanks, man. Hey, thank you for joining me today. For everyone that's tuning in and listening, whether you're live or in the future, um, if you're live, the comments are, are here. We'd love to have some of your interaction and questions. Um, but again, we're talking about what to do today. We're talking about tactics and evolution and contemporary strategies that, are, that this market's demanding. And man, one of those is how to pivot and how to change. Because everything that you think you know, I mean, you don't know it anymore. This market does not care. So Braden, welcome to the show. Let's dive Thanks. in here a little bit. How long have you been lending? Oh, let's see. It's easy to keep track of because it was the year my daughter was born. So eight years. There you go. Eight years. So, you know, you, you passed the litmus test because in my opinion, five years makes you a veteran in our business. If you can survive five, you got it. How'd you find this industry? Oh, just like everybody else by accident. I mean, that's just how it happens. So I, uh, I, you know, I was always in retail banking. I started my, my quote unquote career as a bank teller, worked my way through multiple positions up to, to you know, all the way to bank manager at one point. And then I just got sick of being paid a, a salary and for working really, really hard and, and getting paid the same as the person that showed up at 11 o'clock and left at three down the street because they had the same position as me. So somebody opened my eyes to this mortgage opportunity that was commission only that you could get paid as much as you were willing to work. And I really liked that idea. And so uh, that's ultimately what got me started. And I just I, I jumped with two feet in. Uh, I, I, it was kind of an awkward conversation because, like I said, my, my wife was pregnant with our second um, with my daughter. And all in, baby. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, babe. So I just quit my uh, manager, my salaried bank manager position to start this commission only gig. Uh, so, uh, we're going to need to make sure we have some savings for the next few months. <laughs> so yeah. All right. So, so let's go back into tactics here. Can you remember brand new originator? What were the stuff, what, what did you do that started to get you some success in the beginning? So, you know, day one, it was just classic old school sales. I mean, I had a list of hundred, 150 names of, you know, at that time, the, uh, the harp refi was still a pretty, uh, oh. we'd kind of just passed the harp days. So it was a little bit leftover. And then the company I was with had these like streamline refis available to select clients. And so I just got on the phone and started calling and just, you know, I was burning through, you know, 100, 200 phone calls a day, just every single day trying to drum up business. Um, but after that, I learned real quick that I just, I wasn't, I mean, I enjoyed refinancing because you get to save people money, but sure. the first time I had a home buyer, it really just, it just hooked me. I, I still remember 
remember him to this day. His name was um, Adan Calaron, uh, immigrant from Mexico, didn't speak a word of English. Um, I helped this guy with a down payment assistance program get into a home, which at that time was was probably like $108,000 or something. It was, but I, I just remember the dude, I went to the signing because uh, one of my one of my mentors told me that you should always show up to the signings. I love it. So I went to the signing with the title company and the dude was just in tears after we got done signing saying, thank you so much. I never thought I could be a homeowner in America. And it just like, it's still to this day, sends chills through my body. And that's, yeah. that's what got me hooked on purchase. So then I started focusing on, you know, real estate relationships and trying to find how I could help more people buy homes. And then it just, you know, just kept going from there. So you went out and did the old school realtor, find the realtor, hunt them down, build relationships, anything stand out for you at that time? Any tips and tricks you learned? What, what advice would you have for somebody doing that? You know, in the beginning I was in a, I was at a retail bank. So it was a little bit different because, you know, we did have a lot of walk-in traffic. And so that's where I found the majority of my clients. But then yeah. I also, you know, most of them already had real estate agents that they were working with. And so I started to cultivate those relationships, Smart. set up business meetings. Um, and so you know, I got to the point where I had, um, I had about five realtors that were consistently sending me business and I yep. started looking at the numbers as far as, you know, the commission and stuff that I was doing. And, and also being at a bank there, I had limitations on all the products I was able to offer the clients. And so that's really what got me started looking at other companies. And yep. so I'm, I'm one of those loyal people. Like I, I don't like to move around a lot. Like once I find something that works, I stay there. And so I interviewed probably, I mean, probably 17 different companies within within retail banking from or even brokers all kinds of people right yep. and nobody really had anything that, that seemed like it was a good fit for me until until I met Chris um, at Loan Depot um, he was a referral of a friend my buddy Chioki who I used to work with was here already and so he's like yeah dude give give Chris a shot get talk to him and everything he said was literally everything I was looking for. So when I was at the bank, I was really focused on video, which at that time in 2014, yeah. 2015 was not big. It was no. right, just getting started, but I saw the power of what you could do online. And I'm like, and I was constantly making videos and trying to get them submitted through the banks, like, uh, like compliance thing. And they were shutting me down right and left. I'm like, tell me what I have to do. They're like, well, we don't want you putting your name on it. Like it really needs to be about our company and not about you. And I'm just like, Oh, and so when I met Chris and he told me all the stuff we were doing at Lone Depot, I was like, this is what I'm looking for. Like, I need yeah. a place where I can have that outlet to just talk to people. Um, and so ultimately, that's what led me here. So let's talk a little bit about what happened to your business kind of over COVID and over, you know, as you kind of fully started to develop your business. What strategies worked for you over the last, you know, four or five years have really kind of helped you become the originator you are today? For sure. So, you know, it's, it's a constant learning and growing, you know, you, you try things and they work and then they don't work. And so, you know, with video, I, I still tried to stay pretty consistent, nowhere near the type of stuff I'm doing now, but I, I did video. And then one of my biggest strategies when I first came over here, actually my first year at Lone Depot, all I did was, cause again, I had about five realtors that were sending me business, not a lot. Yep. Um, so I was like, I, I gotta, I gotta meet more realtors. These are yeah. sending me business. So I, I went to open houses every single weekend. I tried to hit, um, between five to 10 open houses every single weekend, no matter what. Yep. Um, and that strategy varies wildly from the type of stuff that I did. Like I, I would have massive kits, like ready to go pre-branded with the listing agents information only to find out that that listing agent doesn't even sit at the open house, that it was nope. somebody else. And so then it was, you know, 
so I had all this prep work basically for nothing. Um, and then it got to the point where I would just show up and shake hands and meet people. And, and, and through the course of that, I, I probably tripled the amount of referral partners just within that first year. And then, and then for whatever reason, I stopped doing it because well, hold on, before we, before we move on to that one, Sorry, I yeah. want to hit the nuance here, you know, so tripling your realtor connections over a year, is every loan officer's dream, right? Like you talk to some loan officers like, oh yeah, I would love to triple my referral network. And it yeah. sounds like you did it by just going into open houses and talking to people. So, and it sounds like initially your strategy was prepackaged, some cool stuff, names on everything. And then it evolved into, I'm just going to show up and talk to people. What was your, what did, what would you say? You know, cause I, I, people are, are literally like, well, what, how do I do this? Yeah. You know, it's, you, you can't overcomplicate things. Like it's really not that hard. Like in my mind, it was like, realtors are at open houses. I need to meet realtors. They're not going anywhere. So that's where I'm going to go. It just, <laughs> it, it was pretty basic. And then you, you don't have to overthink it. Like you walk in, um, most of the time they think you're, you're a buyer or somebody. So they get into a little spiel. And so I, I usually just let them talk. And then after that, I'm like, well, actually, you know, I'm a lender. I'm looking to work with, you know, with more referral partners. I don't know. Uh, so I would just jump right into it. Like yeah, I awesome. straight up ask for business, which, you know, it's a hit or miss. Um, out of all the open houses I went to, I can tell you, I had one like miracle opportunity where I walked in, it was a Sunday. Um, I want to say it was like deep into football season and I'm, football guy, so I don't really care about that. But this dude was like, dude, he's like, I've been trying to call my lender all day. I have five people that need to get pre-qualified. Can you just stay here with me for a little bit and call them? I'm like, uh, yeah, I can absolutely do that. <laughs> like again, that's happened one time in the past. Yeah. Two. Like it's <laughs> but again, the normal was time was you walk in there, you shoot the breeze and you walk out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, but again, it's, it's a numbers game. I figured at the end of the day, if I can meet, you know, two, 300 realtors and get 10 of them, that's a pretty good, pretty good return. And so again, it, cause it, cause it comes down to personality. It, you know, that's sometimes right. I, I would talk to someone and realize I probably don't want to talk to this person again. And that's so, right. So no, facts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like you got a little bit of success with that process. You, you expanded your realtors and you, you, Self-admittedly, you did what most people do is they just kind of stop doing those things because yep. you're getting leads. You got relationships. You're talking to people. Um, so let's go, let's go kind of what happened next with your business. Yeah. So, so then I really just, you know, started focusing on, on my existing clients. And so that, that was one thing that worked really well for me on when I was back at the bank was just reaching out to existing clients and so, you know, just calling them, asking them who they knew, if they had anybody that was, you know, interested or maybe thinking about becoming a home buyer. And I, I tried to get at least one or two names out of every existing client. So I, you know, I had my referrals coming in and I was doing a lot of video. And no, stuff I'm going to, I'm going to stop you again, dude. Sorry. sorry. I, no, you're, you're crushing it. But the problem is it's, it's, it's too fast. I need okay. people to hear this. So my, one of my biggest criticisms right now of our industry is that I don't, I don't really believe loan officers are calling past customers right now. Okay. And, and, and so some are don't, of course, some are, course, but so. when you said I would call my past customers and I would walk away with referrals from them, I, I still know loan officers who aren't doing that stuff. So did you have a script? What time would you call them? How did you decide who to call? Like, let's get down to some of the, the actual, you know, dirt. You got it. You're probably not, not going to like my answer. Cause I'm kind no, of, a I just want the truth. My pants kind of guy. Uh, but so, so in my mind, everything was like, you can't get sales unless you talk to people. The more people you talk to, the more sales or the wow, more. Wow, that's a that's we're done with the podcast. Thank you, everybody. That's this just that's the clip.
Um, so again, coming from, again, I've only worked at two companies in mortgage. I was at a bank and then I was here. So yeah. at a bank, you have unlimited data. I have tens of thousands of names to call on as many as I want, as long as I want. I didn't have that here. I didn't yep. bring my database. I had the, the non-compete. I, all I had were my five realtors when I came here. And so again, I, I reached out by getting more real estate agents through those open houses. And then after the first year, I had clients. So my yep. second year when I had clients, that was my list to call on. Because again, I didn't have any other names. And so that, <laughs> that just made the most sense to me. I'm like, okay, I have names. These are people I can call. There are people that I've helped that have had a good experience. Why wouldn't they want to talk to me? So again, I, I didn't really have a major script involved. It just kind of started out as like, hey, you know, how are you doing? Just, just catching up, having a normal conversation. You don't have to overthink it. People at their core, and I feel like are are good people. And so yeah. if you just if you do a good job and you ask for business, they're going to send you they're going to send you their friends and family and coworkers. How many were you calling a week or a day? What was did you have a plan? Um, you know, for the most part, I I always try. I, I don't really have a number of calls that I make, but I do have time blocks that I do. Yeah. So I have, so I'll set aside anywhere between two to three hours where I'm just making phone calls. Yep. Um, and the reason why I don't like to put a number on it is because when it's time-based, you know, I, if nobody answers the phone, then yeah, you can blow through 30, 40, you know, yeah, 50 you're leaving messages calls. all day. But if you, you know, if, if you get a hold of somebody and it turns into something and then you have to call someone else on top of that, like, you know, that, that can take up the whole hour. But, but again, the, the end goal is you still got your you know, I, my goal was to always pull credit at least twice a day. I, I tried to pull someone's credit for an application twice a day. And that was my goal. So, so when you called these past credit. customers, let me get very specific on the language. What did you say? So I, I mean, just, obviously, I how, like, hi, hi, how are you? Yeah. Hey, it's, it's Braden Hatchet Loan Depot. Just wanted to check in. I did your mortgage loan X amount of months ago. Uh, how are things going? You know, just, just checking in, just keeping it simple. And then, and then let them talk. Most of the time you just have a conversation that could turn into whatever. And then I would say, okay, well, actually, I just wanted to call because I, I'm actually looking for more people that are that might need to buy right now. That maybe you have a friend or a coworker or a family. Do, do you know anybody like that? Maybe they don't even know they need to buy, but you know that they need to do. I would I would love the opportunity to reach out to them and, and help them just like I helped you. Would, would you be able to to send me somebody? And, and again, most of the time, the answer was actually, yeah, I have a coworker, I have a brother, I have whoever. So you'd be surprised. And every once in a while it would be, yeah, you know, I actually don't know anybody right now, but you were amazing. I'd be happy to refer anyone that's interested, you know, once, once I see them. Well, and I have to imagine too, like, Hey, here's my coworker, you know, and you, and you call, you know, me, I'm the coworker and you know, I might not be really ready to buy yet. Right. I might just, right. Like I might just be like, Hey, thanks for calling. You know, that's it. But I'm, you know, but at least you made contact and now you got somebody else in your database. Exactly. It's gold, dude. I, I know that sounds simple, Braden. And I know you're like, yeah, this is just what you do. Like talk to people, get sales. Um, but I think people today, I think our sales skills have atrophied a little bit. I think we've had some really good years where things just kind of fell out in our laps. And what you're talking about is just old school basics. And it's still relevant today. It absolutely is. Okay. So now you've got, I'm seeing your story, your journey so far. You, you got some agents in your pocket. You stopped doing the open houses, but you're, you're banging phones. You're, calling, you're getting referrals. Your business is doing stuff. What, what came next in your evolution? So, you know, it came where you hit that stall point, right? Like I'd always set big goals. Um, and I, what, I had what was it. the stall point for you? Um, I couldn't seem to crack the, uh, the, 40, 40 to 50 million. That was my yeah. annual volume goal. And I couldn't seem to get past that year after year. Yeah. Um, 
And, and again, a lot of it was, um, you know, last year with, you know, with taking your, um, you know, road to hundred million class and learning some things, it, yeah. it kind of just put it all together for me because it was mm -hmm. like, we have, we have to do the video, which I was doing okay at, but I wasn't probably as consistent as I could be. Yep. So I really doubled down on the video and the social media content and the marketing, but I realized after you had kind of shown us that, that that was only half of the equation. Cause if right. I look back at my career, I was always doing one out of the like five or six things that you recommended loan officers mm -hmm. need to be doing. And I wasn't really doing all of them together. Um, because you know, just for whatever reason, you just tell, oh, well, I've mastered this. I move on. I to get it. Yep. But, but, but when I combined all of them together, that's really when I started to see a lot more magic happen. And even though last year probably wasn't the greatest market for, for to, to be able to do that in, um, it, it really shifted where my business was coming from. So because I was focusing so much on social media marketing on top of the open houses and doing all those extra things, like I'm, I, I'm getting business from many different places that I wasn't getting before. Um, yeah, and a lot of it is self-sourced. So it was just, it was, you just have to pivot. And so a lot of it was just changing and, and combining a lot of the tactics that, it, that had already worked for me and just doing them at the same time. You know, that's a really great insight that I want to just come back around and, and let everybody hear again. It's very, very normal in mortgage professionals careers to, to have kind of the, the up and downs. And, and what I mean by that is it's like, Hey, I go out and meet realtors and then I get some and I get some loans. So I kind of stopped doing that. Yeah. Or, you know, I get my pipeline gets big and I stopped doing all the things that made it big. And my pipeline kind of goes down and then I go out and I do all those things again. And, and it is extremely difficult. It is to, to do, I call it spinning plates, right? Like you got your realtor plate spinning yeah. and you gotta make sure you get out there every Saturday and spin the plate. And then you got your social media. I gotta make more content. I gotta keep it consistent. You're spinning that plate, it can be very difficult. That's why few few can do it. Well, and it's really overwhelming. So, like I, I remember when you were first mm -hmm. telling me everything that, that we needed to do, just this feeling of being super overwhelmed. Like, when am I gonna find time to do all of that? Like you get in your head that like you can't do it all at once, but but you really can. Like, so I I, I relate a lot of things to to working out, right? So it's yes, like I was just gonna say it's the same. It's Go ahead. Give me your the, analogy. Yeah. In the beginning when you're like, you know, I, I went through this weight loss journey and I remember the first you know, couple of months just hating it and just barely being able to do anything. And it sucked and you get, and you don't see a whole lot of results and you're questioning everything about your life. But if you just stay consistent and work on just doing a little bit better every day, it just all starts to come together. And now it's just second nature. Like, you know, with working yep. out and with all my sales tasks and everything, like it's, it's not overwhelming because it's just a checklist of part of my day. And because I've already done it, I know I can do it again. So it's just, you have to trust the process. And I, I think the problem is most of us are really, really impatient and we want results. Yes. Fast. Yes. And the last business you need to be in, if, if that's what your goal is, because things take months and years to, to cultivate and to come to fruition. And you just have to be okay with that. Uh, you know, it's funny. It's like the, it's like the strong man deadlifting a thousand pounds. They didn't just walk in and deadlift a thousand pounds. They started with a barbell that weighs probably 45 pounds. Yep. And then they put, you know, 95 on it. And then they were deadlifting 135. And then they were doing reps at 135. I mean, it, it the, the same thing in our professional life, you know, if there are five to six things that are constant, you know, strong origination strategies, yeah, it might be overwhelming to do all those right now because you're only doing one. Right. So start with two and you'll Absolutely. get stronger. Yeah. You, so, you don't have to do everything out the gates. Just start with one or two things till you get good and then add something else. 
So we got our question from Angela. Hi, Angela. Good to see, good to see, have you on here. Um, what, what is your what is your origination strategy list? What are the five to six things that you're like every week, every month? These are the things I I do to drive loans. What are they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, number one, it's it's the open house strategy. So that was yeah. the very first thing I picked back up. So I'm back to doing open houses every single weekend. And Love once it. again, I, I don't have a packet. I don't. I, I do bring something though. So I. I Usually what it is, is it's a flyer about an upcoming class that I'm teaching for a real estate agents. So it's kind of like a dual purpose, like, hey, I'm teaching this class. Here's Great. you know, if like value, baby. Because that's a really easy conversation to have. I'm inviting them to something. I'm not asking for business. I'm just saying, hey, if you'd like to learn more and to grow as a real estate agent, here's something I'm doing that's helping people win in the market. It's a really easy conversation to have. And I can get a lot more open houses done that way. Yeah. Um, What's really funny is like, so once I started that strategy, it was, I was almost, I was trying to see how quick I could get in and out of the open. <laughs> okay. I gotta, I'm going to go in, have a quick yep. up, drop the flyer and bounce. That way I can get to the next one. And I was, <laughs> and I was getting stopped. They're like, well, hang on. I, I, got, I got some questions. Do you have a minute? And I'm like, sure. So now I have the realtor stopping me wanting to learn more because I'm just so nonchalant about it. So I found that that strategy has worked the best so far in our current market. Now, now, before we get too far onto section two and three and yes. four, what what is the class? What kind of classes are you offering? Uh, I just want someone to hear this to get an idea that that sure. an agent would want to come to. So mostly uh, social media marketing based. Since, since that's what I've really been focused on, um, I've been using. I, I've got certain tactics that I'm using online yeah. that are working for me. So I want to show those to other agents that they can also use in their business. So I have that's, live that's, examples. Gold, love yeah. it. All right. How to start a YouTube channel, how to start a podcast, um, how to run a successful social media campaign around beautiful home buyers, whatever it is. So something unique that I can offer consistently. All right. So that's one. What's another one? Uh, number two is, um, I mean, this isn't really a process, but I'm trying to think. So, so, so number two would be more like defining the business. I, I had never really sat down and figured out what I wanted my process to look like from a consumer standpoint, from the time that I, I meet them to the time that they fund on a loan. So I, I really nailed that down. And so, so I, I made some hires. I, I have a, a production assistant who really helps me with the overall loan process. Because I found what I love as part of this is I, I don't like babysitting a file and going through it once it's in underwriting and, and all of that stuff. I, I hate that stuff. So, so I have somebody that helps me with that. And then I just focus on the sales side of things. So, so with the open houses, and, and there's a whole strategy that goes into that piece of it as well as far as the follow-up with the realtors. But the second piece is just sales calls, daily sales calls. Like I said, two, two hours minimum every single day. I am making phone calls specifically for sales, whether they're to past clients, whether they're to leads. Um, 100%. They are, you, you have to get those calls in every single day because that's, yep. just, I mean, that, that's, that's 101. Yep. Um, number three is the social media aspect. So yes. uh, I, I really decided to dive deep into it in this past year. I, before I was doing like, I was like, okay, I think I can do one video a week. And then it got to one video a day. And now it's two videos a day across every single platform to where we, at any given, at every single day, we have at least, you know, 14 to 16 pieces of content going out new every single day, which I know sounds like a lot, but it's really one or two pieces that I'm just copying and pasting on all the platforms. Good. Takes maybe 15 minutes out of my day. Maybe. Yep. Um, the third piece is cultivating the existing relationships online. 
So if in the morning after I've got a whole little process, but I, I go online and I have a list of top real estate agents in the market, as well as the ones that I've met for my open house. And I scroll through the feed. Sometimes I, I have to search, search for them specifically, and I'll, I'll make sure I'm commenting or liking or sharing something with their posts. So I'm constantly growing and interacting because with social media, you can't just post and then not do anything. You have to interact. Otherwise people don't see your stuff. That's right. Or they don't care about your stuff because they, they, they don't think you care about them. Yeah. So I always make sure I reply to all my comments, to all my messages. Um, again, it's kind of a morning night sort of thing. So like morning after I'm done reviewing my to-do list for the day, I go online and I ask that. And then I, I also have a handful of, uh, I'm adding new people every day. So I'm just like sending friend requests and following new people to grow my audience uh, myself on top of all the other things that I'm doing. So just, just Angela, just to recap some of the things I heard here, like obviously there's a realtor face-to-face -face strategy. Braden's out on weekends. Um, and, and this is, a, I'm going to give you a two pointer for this one because you are inviting them to a class. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's a face-to-face -face interaction and it's also a class to, for realtors to come to. So I, I, that's a two, that's a twofer for me. Yeah. You got your past client slash phone dialing every day. Every there's day. three, you got your social media strategy, you know, there's four, um, you know, th those, those four stand out to me as massively impactful to your origination business. Definitely. No, oh, yeah, they've been the most impactful. Like it's just a combination of all those. And again, I, before, you know, uh, like 12 months ago, I was only doing about one or two of those things. I had never consistently done them all together. And that's when I noticed like, you know, everyone's complaining about things being slow right now. And honestly, this week has been one of the busiest weeks I've had in a long, long time. Like it has just been nonstop craziness. So again, it, it works if you just, you got to put in the time and, and the reps, yep. right? So let's get through, into some learnings here. You know, like when you got really consistent on social media um, and video stuff, you said you've been in video for a long time, which is fun yeah. to hear, but video is also very intimidating and imposing for people. So did you ever feel that? You know, I would love to say that I did, but I, I'm weird, man. I truly don't care what people think. And so <laughs> if, if I go on camera and make an ass of myself, I could care less. <laughs> Yeah, you'll I see it, it when I turn red. I might get a little embarrassed, but I don't care because at the end of the day, it, it is what it is. I'm going to post another video tomorrow and hopefully they'll forget about that other one. So. But OK, but there's a deeper layer here that I think is important to unpack for two seconds here. Like like when you say I don't care, why? Like what, what what's giving you that that position to be like, if someone doesn't like my stuff, I, it's fine. Like what 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 do you what's the what's the root? So my thought process has always been pretty simple. So just like with the open houses, if I go in. And I get nothing. Yeah, it's okay because I still had an at bat. If I don't do it, I'm for sure getting nothing. Yeah, that's so a great it, point. So it really just makes sense that way. It's like if I try it, at least even if I fail, it's 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 something because I at least tried. And so it, and I figure if you just keep going, eventually, you know, it'll all work out. I just I'm a big believer in things will will work out if you just put in the work. So as you got really focused on videos and now you're saying you're doing two across multiple platforms and you got 15, 16 pieces of content a day going out, what learnings have come from that? Um, a lot of different learnings. It's uh, th there is no uh, secret sauce when it comes to this whole social media thing. Like, you know, I'll, I'll have a video that I get really excited about and it'll be a total flop. Like yes. six yeah. people so will watch it, so no true. comments, no likes. And I'm like, nothing. I spent so much energy and time on that video. Yes. And then I'll post some stupid little one that I took 10 seconds, you know, answering a question about closing costs and it'll get 10,000 views. Yes, and so, bro. Like, and so diving deeper into that, I found a, you know, a couple different learnings. Like people like it simple. 
they, they like simple, they like video and they want to be able to understand it. So like yeah. you, you don't have, I feel like as loan officers, we, we get really complex and we have, we feel like we have to explain, Oh, and if this happens, then this, and then this, like, like, honestly, my, my top video on YouTube uh, shorts to this day is how much money do you need to make to buy a $500,000 house? And it's a 45 second video with the most basic info of all time. <laughs> no, I, I love this. I love that because it, we do overcomplicate things. Mm-hmm. They just want to know what they can afford. Right. Simple. Just, just put it in people's language so that they can understand and help them be successful. If you can show somebody how to, you know, make money or become a homeowner or whatever it is. And, and if you can do it simply, then they're going to, they're going to come back to you. Yep. So now that you've kind of quote diversified your business and origination strategies across these multiple areas, where's your, um, where's your business coming from? Um, so right now it's, it's really interesting because, you know, as you know, the last year of 2022, it, you know, things slowed down for all of my realtors. I mean, pretty much all of my referral partners that were consistently sending me three to four deals a month went down to one or zero or, you know, and so I, I, it kind of freaked me out in the beginning, obviously, but I just decided to stick with the process, you know, keep doing what I'm doing, do more videos. And so right now, honestly, most of it's coming from social media and past wow. clients. That, that's where most, cause, cause again, my, my real, my member real estate agents, the, the ones that are, that are still doing well, they're still sending me business, but most of mine, I, I are like little onesie twosie guys. Um, and so I just don't have as much business coming in from that. So I have to get it myself and, and that's okay. So most of it is coming from, yeah, social media, uh, lo- lots of, you know, messages on messenger, sometimes just text messages like, Hey, so-and-so told me to call you because of this. And so yeah, past clients and, and, uh, social media is where majority of my referrals are coming from right now. Um, before I forget, I'm asked my next question. I want to make sure everyone hears another fun point that I picked up Brandon in just your conversation. Um, it, it sounds like, your personal journey into social media, finding out what works and doesn't work for you has effectively turned into the curriculum for your class for the agents. It actually has. Yeah. That's, that's, I just want everyone to hear that. I, it, it, it's, it's incredibly cool because people are like, well, I can't teach a social media class, so I can't do that thing. And I'm like, well, what if you just learned? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really not that hard. And it's pretty basic stuff, like stuff that we might think is simple is, is not to other people. And so teach a class around it. Like, if you're good at something, just teach a class. There's nothing wrong with it. All right. So let me ask you this question here is kind of a, a pivot in the direction of where we're co- our conversation's going. Um, I started off this podcast with a personal belief that this year is a, is a reinvention year and a rebirth year for a lot of people. And I feel like every 10 to 12 years in mortgage, it just decides to roll itself over and force everybody to reinvent themselves. And it's like, well, whatever you're doing before isn't going to work anymore. And it's just absolutely changing the game. Um, when in your career have you had to do that and, and what did it look like and how did you handle it? Oh man, it was, uh, it was last year. Last year was my reinvention year. Um, you know, I, in 2021, I had a, a pretty life-changing experience that I, I know I shared on, on YouTube with, uh, with my wife almost passing away. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's pretty heavy. It was heavy and it, but, but it, it really opened my eyes to just, I, I could be doing more. I like, you know, I was, I was pretty successful. I've always, you know, been chairman's elite or president's club, all that, all that garbage. Uh, but, but I, I, at, at my core, I felt I wasn't doing enough. And so at the beginning of 2022 is when I decided that I needed to step up my game. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of that was reaching out to a coach to help me understand things that I didn't understand. So again, I'm a huge believer in, 
in finding yeah. a coach. Even if you think you, you know, even if you do things well, you can get better by hiring a coach. I love so, that. So, you know, luckily I got to learn, um, and, and it was really fun because it was in a group setting too. So I got to learn from other loan officers and at the end of the day, right? Like if you're, if you're wanting to do something, just reach out to somebody who's already done it. And ask oh, I love that. It's yeah. It's that hard. Like we complicate things, but if they're doing what you want to do, call them and ask them what they're doing. If I, I guarantee you, they're, they're probably going to say, no problem. Here's what I'm doing. Like there's no secret sauce because they know 99% of the people aren't willing to put in the work. It's execution. It's execution. And so I just kept it simple. And so, so last year was my reinvention year. I really sat down and decided what I wanted my business to look like, what it, you know, where I wanted my, who I wanted my clients to be and just really got that focused. And, and it's funny cause I, I still get made fun of for the amount of units I do compared to my volume because I help a lot of small town guys. I do a lot of very tiny loans. Um, I think there was one month where I didn't even have a million, but I had like six units. Like it's just, but again, to, I love helping those types of people. And so yeah. you kind of have to find your niche um, know that there's always opportunity, but, but also be willing to change and adapt. So within this last year, on top of, you know, figuring out my business, doing the social media, doubling down on activities, I also had to learn some new things. I had to learn about new loans that I'd never tried before. Yeah. Uh, because one, I didn't need to, you know, in the past I had so many coming in, I didn't need to have us, you know, learn about renovation loans or construction loans, but hundred percent. But I decided, you know what, I'm just going to hone my skills. I'm going to learn about every single loan product I can so that I can help more and more people. And then I also got licensed in a few other states because business had slowed down where I was at. And so I, I was starting to get inquiries from other places. And so I, I got licensed in other states, reached out to them, and now I'm cultivating those relationships and getting business there too. So you just, you have to shift and just willing to, you know, to that. That's such a great pivot comment. And uh, so let's just, let's just dig deeper on it for a second, you know, getting, getting licensed in other States and looking for opportunity, right? Like we were having a conversation in the green room before going live. And one of the conversations was just like, there's no geography on the internet. No. Like you can, you can have your video can impact somebody across the country who's watching it on YouTube or YouTube shorts or a fine, you know, on social and, and making a connection. And all of a sudden now there's opportunity for you. Absolutely. And so people, in the, in the vein of, you know, reinvention and rebirth, you know, our industry has to open their eyes up a little bit that there's so much opportunity, not just in the market you sit in, not just with the realtors that are right around you, but with every market and every demographic across the country, if you just want to figure out how to play and touch those spaces. 100%. So um, that's how it happened. I had somebody reach out on social media that said, Hey, are you, can you do loans in this state? I said, no, I'm not currently licensed, but I'd still like to look at your situation to see if I can help. And after I got a chance to look at it, and again, it was not an easy one. We had to we had to go through some credit repair and get it ready to go. But once we finally got them qualified and they were, you know, they knew they were going to buy, I was like, okay, just give me 24 hours so I can go pass all my licensing and then I will hook you up with a real estate agent and we'll get this done. Bro, <laughs> so, that's so that's good. That's so good. So... <clears throat> For the tail end of the podcast, what I like to do is I like to ask questions that can be helpful to other originators. And 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 they've been, you know, everyone that's been listening has been hearing your stories and, you know, think, being, what, what, what are the top things? And you don't have to answer this. There's not a list of three, like, but what, you know, if someone's gonna be like, hey, how do I survive in this market today? How do I thrive? How do I have one of my best years in a down market? Yeah. Um, what are the things that you would tell them to do? Uh, I mean, get to work, whatever that looks like to you. So <laughs> find, 
I mean, I, I really don't know how to explain it. Like, you, no, you, no, explain it. Explain it. You have to find two. Like, if okay, let me let me back up. If if there if you're struggling, why are you struggling? Like, are you are you not getting phone calls? Is your phone not ringing? Sure. Guess what? It works. You can push the numbers and dial and call people. So so do that and get really good at that. And then same thing. If you're having trouble meeting people, go to where they are. Go to open houses. Go to real estate offices. I used to do that back in the day when I had I mean, zero care. I would walk into real estate offices with a gift basket of a bunch of random stuff and be like, these are for you guys. And I can tell you, I've never gotten a deal from that, but you can do it. So whatever works for you, just try something. Even if you fail at it, you will know that it doesn't work at that point. And you can try something else. So just pick two to three things. Don't complicate it. So for me, in the beginning, it was open houses, making sales calls. That's all yep. I did. Man. And now, now it's making sales calls, social media, uh, doing my podcast, doing a YouTube episode once a week. Uh, I mean, doing the, the real estate education events, yeah, real education classes. Um, just you don't have to overcomplicate it and don't try to reinvent the wheel. There's a lot of simple things you can do, but it ultimately comes down to how many people can you get in front of on a daily basis. And that is why social media is one of the best places to start because you can get in front of thousands of people everywhere. But again, they may not be looking to buy. That's just a very general audience. It's a wide net. So if you want to get tactical, you got to find the people that are looking to buy. And that's where you get into you know, meeting with real estate agents and finding your people. Did you ever have any haters on your social media? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've had haters. Yeah. What, what did they, what did they post? What, what happened? What was the experience? Um, so that one video I was telling you about with the, you know, how to buy a house or how much money do you need to make to buy a $500,000 house? Like that, that one got a lot of hate, um, which is probably why it has so many views. Uh, cause they're like, that's not true. Like you need to make this, like you need to make this much money to do this. And so like, I've had people that have just, um, challenged my ideas or challenged some of the things that I've been saying online. Uh, but that's about it. I mean, nothing too crazy. Um, it's interesting, you know, many people, when you put out a video like that, they, they don't like the mortgage answer. Yeah. Cause it's like, I'm not giving you my answer. Like yeah, yeah. I'm giving you the mortgage answer. This is the guidelines. This is how the math works. You might yeah. not like any of that. And that it's might not be matter. right for you, right. but this is the answer. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and that's why it's easy for me. I'm like, well, that's how math works out. So if you have a different calculator, then I, I guess that's okay. <laughs> so in addition to get to work, and in addition to, so, so I, I, maybe you don't have one, but I got to summarize these things. Get sure. to work. The phone works both ways. If it's not ringing, dial out. And what were you Create saying? a consistent process. So oh, I like that. Creating a cons consistent process. I, I think some people, um, I, I know for me, I mean, I, I've been there. I, I wake up, I get to the office and I don't really know what to do. I mean, that was probably yes. most of my first year here. I'm like, okay, well now what? Like figure out what you need to do and then yep. just do it every day. So like, it, like again, with working out, like I know every morning I'm going to work out for a certain amount of time because I'm going to get the results that I want to see. I'm not going to see them same day. I'm not going to see them immediately, but eventually I will get the results I'm looking for. So if you just create a couple of things, again, like setting aside an hour a day to make phone calls to past clients, if you just did that one thing, if you're not already doing it, I guarantee it brings you business. That, yeah. Okay. Podcast is over for real now. Like guys, that's, that's it. Like, do you have to do all six things brains doing and coach classes and all this stuff? No. Now, if you want to get to hundred million, yeah, you should probably start getting some musculature 
and having some diverse ways to get originations. But man, if, you, if every loan officer that's struggling right now just picked up the phone for an hour and called past customers and asked for referrals, mm -hmm. they would win a lot more than they're winning today. Absolutely. Any last pieces of advice for loan officers checking this out, Braden? Yeah, just uh, just just try it, guys. Like I I have weird ideas, and and sometimes I I don't post them, and then I regret it later. You're never gonna regret something that you you're always gonna regret something that you didn't do, but it, not the other way around. So yeah. if you have a crazy idea, no matter what it is, try it out. Just go for it. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for your insight today and hanging out. For everyone, we have a huge season coming up. Gary Vanderchuk's coming up on February eighth. Excited to have you guys tuning into the Modeling Podcast. Appreciate you all and have a wonderful day and we'll see you on the internet.